good people of Los Angeles, good people of San Diego. Southern California unite. That's right. Tonight, we've got the boy, Jerry Jimenez, the pod father. Finally, at long last, Jerry joins us from San Diego, live from the garage. He's got all of his scarves. He's got such a cool setup. His mics are way cooler than ours. Basically, everything he does related to podcasting and or covering the soccer team that you all know and love as LAFC or SD Loyal. This guy's doing better than anybody, as always, and he schools us. So listen for the schooling. Uh, listen for his recommendations about San Diego, in case you're down there anytime soon. And just in general, listen to his story about being a podcaster. And we, you know, want everyone who wants to start pods to start pods. So we're all just podding and we don't even talk to each other anymore. Like uh, we talk about on the pod, we just pod to each other. And that just becomes our new reality. Uh, Jerry, do you want to hit him with the warning? Yes, I do. Ladies and gentlemen, it's nighttime. There will be drinks. There will be laughs. And as per usual, we ask that if you are not at the ability to partake in a glorious amount of profanity that will come out of our mouths tonight, we respectfully and graciously ask you to turn this off now. Fuck you very much. (laughs) (laughs) The podfather has spoken, you bitch-ass motherfuckers. FCFC. Insane, he sounds yeah. amazing. God, we are such amateurs. I don't know still. if he's a hooligan or a b boy. I, it's, it's <laughs> um, why not both? Pretty much, man. Love it. <laughs> I feel like I'm on 106 and Park. I feel like I'm a big boy's neighborhood. Like, this is oh, oh my god, what a gift! Welcome to the FCFC pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. It's your favorite fat boy, still here at home. We're still kind of locked down. Uh, outdoor dining is opening up, though. Shout, shout out uh, restaurants out there and everywhere. Uh, as usual, I got big New York, big Jersey, big Spice, big 3-0. Bro, bro, bro. You old sucker. How you doing, Spice, man? Year 30. Year 30. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling spry. Shout out to Beer Garden, where I held my outdoor patio birthday um, existence. We love you guys. Check out your local beer garden, the one on Western, not the one downtown. But I'm doing okay, man. I'm 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 uh, I'm happy to be on the other side. Uh, 
I, please tell me it gets better from here. All guys, everybody. Uh, yes. I don't know. 30 to 34 is like trash, bro. I heard it gets trash at 35. No, that's like the checkpoint. That's like the checkpoint. Like you feel pretty shitty from 30, 30 to 34 and then 35. You're like, yeah, I'm still here. I guess I'll make the best of it. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to this clown. 30s are great. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're running 100 miles and shit and like doing a lot of great stuff with your life like Dweez, like it's awesome. I Real. think it's going to be awesome for you, Spice. <laughs> I believe, Appreciate too. You guys. I believe. Prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. Big Dweez, how you feeling out there in the Northern Lights? I got a new pair of glasses, so I'm so happy. And hey. my glasses do happen to be black and gold. <laughs> Everything Wasn't, it, in our life is. It just, it just happened to be like the best pair, you know? What, what was I going to do? Say no? So I'm happy about it. Yeah, we, we really don't even have like anything that's not black and gold anymore. Like I have a little, little bit of white and red scattered in, but my closet is literally just black and gold. It's pretty gross. <laughs> and we have a very special guest this evening. This is probably the oh, the most yeah. uh, awaited guest we've, you know, like since the beginning. We've been trying to get this man on, but since uh, before the beginning, his you know, yeah. his ticket was punched before we even did our first episode. He was shut in my mother's for three years, three years, and we finally caught up to him because he's locked down and can't go anywhere neither. But tonight we have the triple OG. The man who started, he started podcast, period, bro. Like, I don't know who this fucking Joe Rogan guy is, but we have the one, the only, Jerry Jimenez, the podfather on the interwebs tonight. What is up, you guys? Dude. Wait, wait, Jerry, hit your soundboard. Please do the welcome. What? The what? The, 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 the intro song. The thing, the thing that you did a second ago. Oh, we're no, stealing the I, intro song. No, we can't. No, we're stealing no. the Just intro two, song. Just we're going to steal Christine, the- too. Give the people two seconds. Give the people two seconds. This is the FC FC podcast. Yeah, that's all I've ever wanted. Oh, what is up? That horn, that horn riff, the horn riff you all know so well, oh, and the man, man behind the horn riff, man. <laughs> it's man. You guys finally got me on. You we did it. You. It I, only you- took. Two, three years. It only took three years. I, I have a feeling you guys started this pandemic just to get me on the. No, I'm just kidding. This it's been terrible, guys. It's been horrible. But I'm, <laughs> honestly, this is like the best that it's gotten right here, hanging out with the three of you. I'm so stoked to finally. Yeah. Make it happen. I'm sad that I was. I'm not in the backyard with you guys. Oh, you, you, that that invitation. That's a golden ticket forever, brother. You're gonna get up here eventually, and we're gonna do this all over again for the in-person mob pod on Victory Day, whenever that day comes to pass. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, on, on that being said, do you guys mind if I open up my, my beer? Because it's going to get warm. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jerry. Wait, what? Okay, Jerry wait, wait. What, what is that? You, you have some vessel. Some oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Yeti, dude. It's uh, like, so it, it holds a pint uh, bottle, a pint can, I should say. Hey. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, just pop it in there and it keeps your beer cold. Damn. Can you tell us what you're drinking today, sir? For uh, of course here? I can. Yeah, this is from my buddies at Creative Creature Brewing here in San Diego. It's a it's a uh, lager with coconut lime and salt. So keeping it uh keeping it a little light today. You put the lime in the coconut, and then you put that lime coconut into the yeti, and then it's cold, and then you drink it all up. And you drink it. No, it's amazing. Actually, I, this is the first time I have it. It's pretty good. For those of you that uh, know me, I, I drink a lot of beer. Lot. Yes, three weavers, Josh over here. What? You, which one is that? Oh, is he, you got Seafair. What are you drinking on, Josh? 
Um, I'm drinking the Cloud City, my friends. Cloud City, three weavers. I could just tell by the logo that that just I, I saw a peak of the logo of the can on the screen and I knew it was the weave. It's that good branding right there. And you love that marketing, Dweez. Mark Dweez is the official marketing uh, podcast host. Of, Brand of, uh, or as Dweez. Sponsor the pod, every beer company ever. Uh, Jerry, we're so happy to have you. We ask so many questions on this pod. Usually it's first football memory. I think we're going to get into that, but I do want to know. As the pod father yourself, what is your first podcast memory? Wow, that's a great question. And I was totally prepared for the other question, not for this one, but let's let's just go with that. Uh, already throwing curveballs at me. So, no, I actually had a podcast when po- podcasts really weren't a thing yet with me and actually one of my really good friends by the name of Tom. And we were the Tom and Jerry Rock Show. What we did is we would interview local rock bands and basically just talk about how they came to be and play their music and for a good hour we did maybe about 10 episodes and then called it quits because nobody was listening because nobody cared about podcasts at that time but i mean this was man i'm gonna age myself but this is probably 2005 2006 holy shit we were were right out of uh high school at that time so by the way just real quick uh 35 is pretty good, man. Just you, it, it's all uphill after 30. I just want to make sure that, that you know that, bro. Set and the record that's straight. What I, that's what I know, bro. That's yeah. what I know from, from people I trust, like yourself, and not people I mistrust, like Sam over there. <laughs> also, wait, you really did invent podcasting. So in 2005, that was actually the first podcast ever. And that app that you just had automatically on your phone with the little purple icon with the little white you know rod man standing yeah. the only the only podcast available was jerry's rock pod that's amazing so this was actually it would go directly into uh itunes at that time and there was wow. actually you could have video on it so you would play it on your you know on your ipod and it would play video as you're listening to the podcast set up the uh, ipod video bro we we're all watching yeah. jerry in 05 on the video ipod video back you didn't even know <laughs> that's, that's dope man wait Dude, this is amazing so wait what give it give us some of the give us a peek into what kind of rock bands you were talking to what kind of what kind of stuff do you remember any of those episodes those first 10 episodes oh man this was a long time ago but i I do remember that we had a few of really really good local bands and the majority of them are no longer together so i was actually in a band and i think that's how it kind of started and so i had a lot of friends in the music scene uh the majority of them are now kind of all over the place in other bands or just not doing music in general uh, but I mean, I think we had at some point a couple of famous people. I'm not going to name drop, but now they're, you know, like the biggest one that I can remember we had. Um, one of the members is now in a band called Of Mice and Men. So I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're like on, you know, they're hot topics everywhere and stuff like that. Uh, but it was really, really, really unknown small bands. I think that was kind of our thing is there's all these big bands coming out of San Diego. Let's, let's talk to the little small bands like us, you know, and give them a platform. That was like our thing. And yeah, 10 episodes later, we just gave up because nobody was listening, but it, you know, they, they kept going and it's music has always been a part of this too, you know? And I think that you guys know recording a pod, it had, it's all about audio. So I already had that background. I was in, in music and podcasting was like a natural kind of progression for me for sure. So what is Jerry, our, 
fourth or fifth certified rocker that's been on the pod because we had Vince. Vince was in bands. We had oh. we had obviously your Black Army brother El Presidente Jimmy, who's been in bands. We had somebody else. Who was the third one that I was just thinking about that was in bands? Philly. Philly was in bands. Yeah. And we had uh we had an actual band when we had McKenna on. So <laughs> we had so yeah, I don't, I, don't ever, I don't go yeah. to that level at all, man. Uh, give me the give us the details of what what did you what did you play? Like what what was your what were you ripping? Oh man. So here, here's a here's a little hunt for everybody listening. Go check out The Haven on YouTube. Uh, look up Ordeal of Mind. And that was the only music video that I was ever really a part of. We released an album. I don't think it's on iTunes anymore. And if it is, somebody's making money off of our music. But uh, we're called a Haven. I played bass in that band. And but I so I was a music major in college before I started doing what I did or what I do now, I should say. And I, so I play seven different music instruments. I play Damn. drums, guitar, bass, keys, uh, clarinet throughout high school. Uh, I play trumpet, a little bit of sax. Um, I played double seconds in a steel drum band for a little bit. Um, so yeah, music has always kind of been a part of my life, uh, but just never, I was always like jack of all instruments, master of none, you know, clarinet was probably the one I was the best at. And actually I was uh, my current, uh, my wife's section leader in high school. So that's how we Let's met. go. Yeah. Woo-hoo. This one time at band camp. Hey, we got the after, no, where's the after hours pod? Jerry? That's we the Patreon. That's the Patreon. Patreon exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> after, after dark, Jerry Jimenez. <laughs> Wait, um, so did you, did you play the horn in the intro to your, to the song on your pod? The intro song to Heart of LAFC? No, I didn't play any of that. So that was, uh, that, that song is actually uh, by my brother, Andy. Uh, he goes by Ness. Uh, Ness one, if you want to look him up, I think he's on. Uh, what's that? I forget the platform, but he's on Instagram and all sorts of other stuff. He he does music for fun too, and I was trying to get something that wasn't going to get copyrighted, you know, and it was going to get flagged or whatever. So I was like, I'll use some of your stuff. And I, at that point, he was just starting out, and that was probably like the best jam that he had done. And so I took it, stole it, and now it's you know, heart of LAFCs forever. But yeah, that was that was my brother. Amazing. Well, that's really funny because we share that. If for all the FCFC heads out there, you know that Sean Dweez made the intro to to our song too with his homie Taylor Cromie. And uh, funny story, it's um, who's the guy that produced Poetic Justice for Kendrick Lamar? Uh, his name is his dad made the song La Raza. Uh, You're the hip hop bro. Here, it's on the tip of my tongue. His name is. Nope, it's gone. Edit point. It's Kodak Black. His name's Kodak Black. (laughs) His name is not Kodak Black, but we share that. Our pods share the brother, the brother laced themes, and that's funny because we did it for the same reason. Are you are you talking about Kid Frost? Yeah, his his son. Oh, his his son, who's called, who produced the Kendrick song. I'm gonna look it up because I'm actually on a computer. Hey guys, guess what? I can do things. (laughs) His name. Oh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan of you. Scoop Deville. Scoop Deville. Scoop Deville. Scoop Deville was involved. I don't so know to, to, what, to what extent. So, did you have any uh, podcasts in between Heart of LAFC and the Tom and Jerry Rock Show? No, no, okay. I don't. 
I think for me, like once we dropped uh, the Tom and Jerry Rock show, uh, it still makes me laugh. That that title is just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but you should have seen the logo too. Uh, but the the idea of podcasting for me was just kind of like dead at that point, and mm. it didn't come back up until Heart of LAFC for sure. Like it was just not even something that I had thought about. So in What's that vein, yeah, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Spice. Well, yeah, man, I. I Jerry, you, you hold a very special place, I think, for a lot of listeners um, by being like the first real source of LAFC news outside of like a press release, you know, like people were looking for a way to get involved. And um, just like you flooded the airwaves in 05 with um, the podcast app back in the day, like, dude, it was easy to find you guys. The name was there, heart of LAFC. I was like, okay, something's, they're going to talk something about LAFC. I'm, I'm excited. But um, what's your... What's your headspace like, man, when you're when you're thinking about the name, when you're thinking about starting this thing? You started solo first off, right? And so you're just like, I'm just gonna do this one man show. What's uh what do you what's going through your head as uh as you put the plan together? So I can tell you the moment that it kind of hit me that I needed to do this, that it was something that I kind of had to do. And like a lot of the stories that people tell specifically on this podcast, it started with Rich. And I have to give that man a lot of credit because he's the one that really, you know, like, you know how he looks at you and just says, oh, you got to do that. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Uh, with me. So I was actually at a, a get together. I remember and there's still pictures of it. And, you know, it was all the OG guys, man. Uh, everybody from Expos. And for, uh, I think I was the only Black Army member that was able to make it out to this event. I think we were celebrating Somos LAFC, actually. Because before Heart of LAFC, and I have to say this, we're not the originals, right? Before Heart of LAFC, it was uh, Somos LAFC, mm -hmm. and it was the LAFC podcast, which uh, RIP, right? But really, there was no other podcast except for those two. And uh, for the LAFC podcast, they weren't really consistent. And mm -hmm. with Somos LAFC, <laughs> it was in Spanish. Yeah. And so... You know, people were joking around and I was saying, oh, I used to have a podcast back in the day. This is me throwing my name out in the ring, just like just jokingly. I think I had quite a bit to drink that day, <laughs> um, uh, as tends to happen when uh, Ray and Julio are around. Yeah. And so we were we were drinking a bit and I just kind of said, oh, I should I should start a podcast just jokingly. Well, lo and behold, Rich was like right behind me and he goes, oh, dude, you got you have to <laughs> started so whispering sweet nothings into my ear. And next thing I know, I'm like, yeah, I do have to. Yeah, you're right. You know, there's a need for this. And I, I think I had an idea about what I wanted to do right away. Uh, the name, uh, to kind of get back to your question, Josh, the, the headspace I was in was a little bit what, like, what Somos was doing, but doing it in English, which is coming from the supporter's perspective. Now, my background comes from, you know, supporting soccer not being a fan but being a supporter you guys know there's a difference and the heart of lafc to me the heart and the soul from the beginning has always been the supporters and so i wanted this pod to tell the stories of those supporters to you know give a little bit of again a platform to those voices that are really the reason that this club exists which is which is all of us here and it, it changed a little bit as you guys can kind of listen to it now but there's still a lot of that flavor too in there when I was doing it solo, though, if you listen to the first few episodes, and please don't, but if you, if you want to, uh, you'll 
you'll see it's a lot more storytelling because it was literally just me and kind of telling the story and, uh, you know, bringing people up to date to what had happened so far. And the heart of LAFC at the end of the day, the heart is the supporters. It's, it's all of us that build this club. And the reason the club exists is, is the heart of LAFC, which is us. So that's, that's kind of my mentality. That was my headspace coming into this is I just felt like there was nobody doing that. And I happened to have a, you know, dusty mic in a box somewhere in my garage. And I was like, fuck it, man, let's do it. Like, it just, it is what it is. And Rich said I could do it. I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) The cult leader himself. Yep. That's wild, man. I I think for the newer listeners, for people newer to the the culture of LAFC, man, like we forget because of how many things are, are, have established themselves so firmly now, but there was such a lack, man, of like true, like, coverage of representation and it was these small stories right these like small fires started from supporters in like neighborhoods like inland empire and neighborhoods in like downtown neighborhoods in south bay that just had a love for this um this game as supporters that that really as, as jerry said became the heart of what this club represents and so yeah like it went from um one spanish language podcast right which is and kind of inaccessible to me um the lafc podcast which you mentioned their their consistency was always the 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 key there because that that continued to persist shout out that uh not no no shout out that podcast handle because i think they're a little too negative and we should fight sometime oh by the way i tried to get that uh handle from him and he would never give it up of course of course he's that's the one he holds on to i tried yeah yeah but uh and then shout out jerry yeah jerry jerry's been out here man doing this for the supporters from day one man so it's uh you know what? I, I need to hear more about what what why supporting the 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 sport and the culture means something to you, man. Like, what's your first footy memory? Let's get into this now. What's your first supporter memory? On top of that, sure. Um, and and this this I am ready for. So I had been thinking <laughs> about this for a bit. And to be honest, the the earliest that I can remember was pretty much like a lot of Mexican Americans. So I'm first generation. Both of my parents are are Mexican. And I'm the first one in our family born in the U.S. I was uh, from Imperial Valley, where there is a, uh, from the valley, the the lower South Valley, where there's nothing, literally nothing to fucking do. Um, there's finally a mall there um, after a few years, but there was literally nothing to do. So everybody was just making babies or playing sports. And for me, um, I remember every Sunday waking up and my mom saying, okay, mijo, it's time to go to church. And me looking at my dad and my dad looking over, looking at my mom and saying, sorry, babe, we can't. Uh, Chivas is playing so-and-so. And then just getting me out of having to go to church and me getting to stay with my dad to watch <laughs> Chivas Guadalajara play against, you know, Cruz Azul, America, Pumas, whoever it was that weekend. Uh, and that was very much our family upbringing. Um, all of my uncles uh, are all Chivas USA supporters. I like to tell people, and you'll go back and 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 listen to me say it pretty much every single time that I tell this story is I, I popped out of my mom wearing a Chivas Guadalajara jersey. You know, it's just the way it was in, in, in my family. And so that's that's my earliest memory for sure is just waking up on Sundays to, you know, my mom cleaning, getting ready to go to church and my dad just being like, hey, the game's about to start. You ready? And just sitting with my dad and screaming our heads off whenever we would lose, which was, you know, at that time, not so often. Now I'm kind of used to it with Chivas Guadalajara, but it's it's definitely 
a really cool fond memory and i think that i'm not the only one that was like that which is really cool that's something that i do connect with a lot of people that it, whether it was chivas or it was somebody else you would wake up and just watch it with your family on, on weekends right um that was for sure my earliest now i played soccer a little bit too growing up um just nothing to you know call home about yeah did your parents where which part of mexico are your parents from my mom was born in mexicali which is right across the border in Imperial Valley. Um, I was born in El Centro. Um, so it's like right across the border in Calexico there. And then my dad is from Zacatecas, um, which technically means you're either in Necaxa or Guadalajara, but they all grew up in uh, Guadalajara because Necaxa sucked. So yeah, that's the majority of my family. And then my, uh, I have a large part of my family still in Zacatecas, Guadalajara, Leon, kind of central Mexico. Um, but the majority of them are either there or in LA actually. So that's the LA connection to kind of bring it back. Yeah. And where does the, where, what is the feeling towards Cholos being as close as you guys are to that team? And do we, do we go to their games? Does anyone go to their games? Do you guys hop down and check it out or especially if they're playing Chivas Guadalajara or not so often? Yeah, so for sure, we'll go because that's the closest thing that we have to go watch professional um, soccer um, for a while, right? Uh, here in, in San Diego was, was Cholos. And I think that once they moved into first division, there was a lot more of that. And so my mom being from Mexicali, which is Baja California, which is technically everybody in, in BC is like Cholos, Cholos, because now they have a team nearby. Um, but still, what happens is if your team that you rooted for growing up is playing against Cholos then you're rooting against Cholos. So whenever they play against Chivas, we go to the game wearing our Chivas jerseys to support Chivas at Cholos Stadium. You know, So that's, I think, what a lot of people are looking forward to. However, if you get some tickets and you want to go watch Cholos play a team that's not yours, we would definitely root for, for Cholos. I think it was a, it's a little bit more of that than kind of the ultra mentality of, you know, it's, it's, my, it's my club or nothing kind of thing. It's just we, we want to enjoy the sport. And I think we missed it here in... Uh, in San Diego for a long time uh, and, and in Imperial Valley, honestly, because it's not a long drive to Tijuana. So, and, and dude, if you guys haven't been to a Cholos game, holy fuck, man, it's so much fun. It is so much fun. So if you haven't and you're listening, go. Well, not right now. Not right now. <laughs> go now. Jerry, Jerry said it's safe to go across the border. <laughs> is gone. Let's go. Nope. Hey, Jerry, I wanted to ask you, man, like we, I think we already touched on like different aspects of fan loyalty already and what you said. Now, as I mean, you're, you've been a dad since I since I've known you and all that. But um, I think there's in American sports and probably even European soccer, um, there's this new kind of generation of fan that's uh, more player chasing. Right. Like the loyalty is uh, not around. I have to suffer with the same club team franchise for 18 years of mismanagement. I'm going to follow the best players in the world and do the LeBron Jameses of the world or the Cristianos of the world. Right. Um, and now we talk about how localized and regionalized football usually is, right? It's like I, I supported Guadalajara when I was younger, so I have to support them regardless. But um, do you see yourself like because you've traveled across cities uh, across Southern California, like understanding that mindset or you as a supporter, you'll always be like one track mind. And what if your your kids are like kind of player chasing from here or not? Where do you see kind of that divide? No, I, th I think that's a great question and a great conversation to have because I'm very different from a lot of my family when it comes to the way that we view soccer. I'm a very strong believer in that people 
have the freedom to support however they see fit. I'm not going to fucking tell you how to support your club. You support it the way that you feel is right. And if you want to all of a sudden support another team because there's a brand new club nearby that feels more at home and you can actually go to these games and be more of a supporter, then do that, you know? Or if you feel like, shit, I'm moving across the country, I'm still going to support the team that I'm loyal to in, in Los Angeles or wherever it may be. Do that. I mean, I'm not here to judge, but it's a very it's a very interesting conversation because there's those are like those 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 type of conversations cause arguments and fights sometimes right between among supporters um and i don't think that that's necessary um i think that as long as do do you you know and support however you want don't tell me how to fucking support and and that's that's always been my mentality so if i never let any sort of conversation ever get into a fight when it comes to that I just stop it and I just say, you know what, you're you're right because that's how you feel and I'm not going to question that. And I'd rather not even fight somebody with that mentality because it's because I've met a lot of those, you know, and it goes back to when we were starting 3252. I felt like at that time there was a lot for it wasn't just me. There was a few of us that had to play in between and tell and, and tell people like, hey, you need to relax. Like this is how he views it. Try to put yourself in those shoes we're never going to grow as supporters in America, just in general, not just here, but anywhere. If you're not willing to open up and listen to other people's mindsets and other people's point of views and listen to how they were brought up in the game and also help those that don't know the game and bring them in. Don't make them feel like they're inferior to you just because they didn't grow up with the sport. That's the dumbest shit you could do. Um, So that's kind of where I hope, I hope I answered your question, man. It's just, It's de- something definitely that I'm very, very passionate about that I think, um, you know, I've, I've always said this. It's let people support the way they fucking want to support. Don't, you know, don't try to tell, force your opinions on people. Let them it, share your opinions, but then let them create their own as well. And especially when it comes to supporting, uh, you know, one team in a town that has multiple teams. That's that's when it gets a little iffy uh, for a lot of us, I think. Yeah, no, that's real, man. That's real. And that, that's something that we continue to tackle, right? It's questions that, I mean, we're we're not so unself-aware where we're like, oh, we've been around for 100 years. These are the traditions and this, this is all that is. Um, I think we have to figure out ourselves con- constantly about like uh, what's precious to us, what we're going to truly treasure and cherish and which sides of it can we grow the game, right? Which which side of it are we talking about encouraging supporter um, relations throughout? So I mean, Sam, how do you feel about that? You've been a part of um, a couple ISC councils now. Like you've been a part of um, helping inspire other SGs from different um, different MLS clubs come up. So, like, what's uh, what's kind of your take on it? Because you're you're also kind of a loyal blood in blood out kind of dude. Um, I mean, I think we've seen it within the thirty two fifty two. Like, of course, we want to to welcome all and and you know, like shoulder to shoulder with everyone and you have that bond and that relationship and you're out there supporting this club together but you know it there's also like a little bit of that protecting what we built together type deal too you know what i mean where we hold it so so close and so dear like we also want to be careful about who we bring into it and because it can transform what it becomes and you know like but 
Um, yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're not gatekeepers of this shit. Like, people are going to come and support how they support. And we we have, like, our certain set of standards of how, you know, how hard you go in the stands and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly how to answer that question. No, that's, that's a really good point. And so you definitely need to have a line drawn where you know you need to be open to everybody i think the reason that the 3252 is where it is right now was because they allowed all of these different mindsets and mentalities and ways of supporting to come in and create it that's the beauty of this fucking thing is that you know you have everybody adding to the pot and and making it what it is we're we're in year 3 right like i mean it's not like this is it has been around forever i think this was said earlier by you guys it's it's not like this is a club that has been around for hundreds of years and you have the ability still now to change things within the club and the, the supporter culture. At the same time, there is those that have been around long enough to know that you have to have certain, uh, certain ideals that have to stay and certain ways of going about handling business to move forward and grow. And certain mentalities that you cannot let in uh, because there is some pretty, you know, some pretty nasty stuff out there as well that can yeah. ruin what was already built. So there, yeah, you do have to be kind of a gatekeeper uh, at the same time. So I agree. I think it's a very thin line and, and it's a very difficult one that all of you guys that are still within the 3252 are, are doing a fantastic job of, of, you know, keeping it moving and keeping it growing. Cause that's the, that's the whole idea. I mean, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, for all of that foundation, but also we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all the people that keep adding to it. Oh, absolutely. Damn, Jerry's just hitting it. And he's a, he's a pod father cause he's a father and a pod father, but I do, <laughs> I do want to know, no, but this is why I want to know. Cause going back to Josh's original question about the kids, what if one of your kids wants to support an America or a galaxy or whatever, are you going to allow them to support however they support? Or are you going to be like, this is cool, but you got to do it outside of my house. <laughs> uh across that bridge when i get there however i'm gonna make sure that every turn that they make there's gonna be a chivas logo there's gonna be you know an lafc yeah. logo no no I, I honestly whoever they want to support whoever they fall in love with you know what's funny is my God, jerry's a good dad he's a good dad he's a good dad <laughs> i'm gonna let them just you know be themselves but the the, the funny thing is I'll still in the back of my of my mind be like, oh, you little mother. <laughs> like my, so Diego, uh, who's about to be five, uh, when he was two, he uh, he started kind of, you know, learning the colors and all that stuff. And he he told his mom, my favorite color is yellow. And I was like, oh, fuck, no. <laughs> right. That's that's a medical color. And I'm like, no, no. Just, you Dude, know what? It's kind of like having a puppy when they start chewing on something. They're not... Oh no, we lost Sam right in his puppy story. Uh, we've heard enough puppy stories. That's why we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> we're tired Jerry, of puppies. Oh, you're back. You're back. He's back. Okay. There you, are. you broke up. Go for right. it. Puppy what story five thousand. Puppy. Oh no, it's uh, it's kind of like when a puppy starts chewing something it's not supposed to. You got to put another chew toy in front of it. So just make him think that his love for yellow is Laker yellow, and you'll be fine. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah, no, that, that works. So, yeah, and it's funny that you guys bring it up because I literally just, so he wants to record podcasts with me. He asked my wife the other day, 
what's daddy doing? And my wife said, he's recording a podcast in the garage. And he goes, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm uh, as tall as daddy, um, I'm going to record podcasts and help him record podcasts. Aww. And my, my wife said, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. And he goes, yeah, when I turn five in a few months, I'm going to record podcasts. And wife, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd be about as tall as him by then. <laughs> you, that's awesome. But you I just got him jokes. some. Uh, I got him some yellow headphones actually uh, on Amazon yesterday that are coming, so that he can record some pods with me. But yeah, no, I'm. I mean, I again, it goes back to just let people be people, let themselves pick for themselves, and and I think that's kind of like our parenting style is. I'm gonna let him do his own thing. However, I will make sure that I direct them, you know, through the the right path if I can. I love see that. Let's take yeah. a f- first break, guys, and we'll get back yes, with sir. Jerry, part two. Boo, boo, boo. We're back here, FCFC Pod. We're back here with the Pod Father, Jerry Jimenez. Your friend, your insider into all things life, San Diego and LA together. Um, Jerry, we're just so glad to have you here, brother. We, you know, I wanted to find out more about because you know, podcasters actually don't catch up in real life. We just record podcasts and catch up about how the hell we're actually doing. This is our effective therapy catch up session here. So, man, you've always held down SD real, real strong, um, even within the LAFC circuit here. But now I saw you flexing with a new kit on the on the on the tweeters, bro. The twitter.com with possibly the coolest uh, sponsor I've ever seen on a kit before with the Stone IPA. Um, so tell us about what's uh, what's going on with the San Diego Loyal, bro. Yeah, so we got a team, you know, nearby uh, San Diego Loyal that is officially San Diego Loyal Soccer Club uh, that is playing uh, in San Diego. They're playing in the USL Championship. And, uh, you know, coached by y'all's favorite, Landon Donovan. Uh, and there's a few other very well-known names like uh, Shannon McMillan. And uh, there's a lot of people that have come out here to play as well. Um, Sal Zizo, who was in MLS for quite a bit. Uh, and a couple of other big names. Uh, San Diego has just always been a, a very big soccer town. However, it's San Diego is very much known for being fair weather when it comes to sports, right? We have not won anything. Uh, the chargers left, you know, the Padres are looking pretty good this year, but you know, for us to have a professional team, a, a true professional team that plays in USL championship, mind you, but uh, I think it's, it's pretty exciting. And so I wanted to do my part and take kind of the knowledge that I have in supporting you know, the closest team that I had to support at the time, which was Chivas USA and everything that I learned there and then bringing it to San Diego. Uh, now, I think it, it was just something that I had to do. It just felt right. And so I've been very much involved in, in that club and the supporters and and uh, in, in helping that kind of be what I know that it can be. Tell us more about it. How did it come to be? I, I don't, I mean, like for, for all the people who haven't, because I know you're doing, some pods about loyal right yeah so i'm officially funny story i am the communications director for san diego loyal a lot of people don't know this there for you a very, go. 
for a very short amount of time, I was actually the communications director for the 3252. Um, right at the beginning, uh, we were running a, you know, all the social media. Uh, I was the one that kind of started the websites. I worked on the logos with uh, shout out to Oscar. Um, you know, we uh, created the, the 3252 logo and kind of all of the initial like uh, things that you saw on social media for 3252, it was, it was us. And I had that position for a little bit. I had to step away from it because I knew that it required somebody that had the time and, and needed the time and the effort to be put into it to be done right. And I just felt at the time that there was somebody else that could do a much better job. And so I actually, uh, at one of our meetings, stepped away from the position um, and, and offered you know, a uh, recommendation, which was taken in that point is when, uh, you know, it was taken over, but uh, I don't want to drop any names, but since then that person is no longer the communications director, but every single person that has stepped into any position within that organization has taken it to another level. And I think it was very necessary, necessary for me to move away from that at that point. Um, and so I had a little bit of knowledge, right? And so that's kind of where I went with this as well. So yeah, I'm very much a part of the, what we call the locals supporters group um, here for, for San Diego Loyal. Uh, I was at the, you know, kind of the beginning as well uh, of this and have since then just been very much involved. So we do a, a supporters podcast that is like officially the locals podcast um, that I do with uh, the president and the vice president of the supporters group down here. So I've been doing that, uh, you know, once a week or so. Um, they just, because of my knowledge of podcasting and because I have equipment, I was thrown into, <laughs> into it. And so now uh, I'm trying to teach them that they, they can do it without me so that I can step away from that too. <laughs> but it's, it's, <laughs> proving, it's proving to be a little difficult at this point, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. Jerry, are you just kind of like a serial, like an angel investor type to, to see the potential in things, give it, you know, water the seed a little bit. And then before, before everyone, everyone uh, gets too in love with you, you kind of walk back and, and, and hand it off. Is that, has that kind of been an MO throughout your, your adulthood? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think it was on purpose. Uh, I just know I know my skills and I also know my faults. And I know that if it gets to a certain point where I know that I know for sure there's somebody that can take it to the next level, I'm going to let that happen because it's never about me. It never has been about me. It's yeah. more about let's just make this the coolest fucking thing possible for everybody. Because at the end of the day, guys, and I think y'all are going to you know, agree with me on this. It's about just hanging out with each other, having some beers, having a great ass time and and just being able to like relieve stress from our day-to-day -day lives. That's why we do what we do. That's why we podcast. That's why we go to games. That's why, you know, we do anything else. It's other than work. It's because we want to just relax, fucking let loose, have a good time and enjoy ourselves. And sometimes when you are in media, Alex, you'll agree with this. You can't really enjoy those things very much uh, because you have a job to do. And so for me, when I was doing podcasting, I love it, man. And I would love, you know, the interaction with people and the relationships that I built through that. But I also just wanted to have a fucking beer and enjoy my, my, my time. And sometimes I couldn't do that. And I think it was the same with, with everything that I've done is I, it gets to a point where, okay, this is as far as I'm going to take it. 
let's let somebody else take the reins that can do a much better job than me and i'm gonna go and grab a beer here hold the oh. hold my position i'm going to take a beer no i love that i think that <laughs> i think i think for those of us who have developed either creative skills or communication skills or design skills you know we naturally lend our abilities to the things we love but then those things we love you know also require a certain type of pure enjoyment that can't always come when you do have that looming deadline or that looming interview or that looming project that you're trying to complete and so it is it's a balanced thing and i get that 100% um and i i mean i also am relieved and glad that like jerry you're such a big part of sd loyal because you know i would love nothing more to come down and check out what like the culture of San Diego football looks like and how it's sort of how it develops its own spirit. That's not, you know, not caught in between the world of, you know, Liga MX support down in Cholos and Tijuana and then up in LA and all the teams up there. But what do you, what do you expect it to look like? Like if give us a glimpse into like what San Diego culture kind of means to you and uh, you know, what we what will what we'll come to accept expect when we finally do get a chance to go in person to a game with you you know and that's my greatest hope is that all of you guys can come down and just hang out with us and have some beers and maybe even during an open cup you know where we face each other um i'll win regardless like that's the way that i see it and a lot of people are like well who are you gonna choose i'm not choosing either bro i'm gonna be drinking a beer i don't even give a shit like please make a half and half uh kit and half and half scarf that'll actually just bring more hate into his life that's what i'm saying i think jerry likes that he's like that's that's the moment that i lose all respect from everybody (laughs) (laughs) one fell swoop then you can really you can really hand off your duties to someone else because they'll be like you know jerry we i think we've had we've seen enough yeah, yeah. I, I'm just going to, to that match, I'm going to wear a Cruz Azul jersey is what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it, what is it going to look like? I, I don't know, man. That's the beauty of this. And again, it goes back to it being in such early stages of its if it's life. It's it's in its infancy. Just, just like I honestly, some people don't know this and it doesn't feel that way because the people that are involved with LAFC have been doing it for so many freaking years, more than you know, we're supposed to start, what, 2017, and it didn't. And so it's been going on since 2015, 2016. Uh, it, it's, it's so early on, you can't really say what it's going to look like. What do I hope it looks like? I hope that it looks as big as an MLS team. I hope that we can get to that level, and I think that we can. Um, if you look at the numbers of viewership, uh, viewership for uh, football games on TV, and whether it be EPL, World Cup, whatever, San Diego's always on that list, right? There's people always watching it. There's people here always playing it, always. And I know that I think the club hasn't really tapped into a lot of different parts of the city, um, and I think that's where the supporters come in. That's where we still have a lot of work to do, um, especially in the South Bay here in, in San Diego. And it's it's not an easy task, but I, I have high hopes. I think that it can be fantastic. And I hope that one day you guys come out and are like, this is pretty cool. As long as you guys are like, hey, this is cool. Um, and by you guys, I mean just everybody that's an, you know, an LAFC supporter can be like, man, this is, I respect these guys. They're, they're, they're doing their thing. Um, I don't think it's going to get to the level of 3252 anytime soon. Um, just because there's so much building to do here. There was already an existing culture in Los Angeles and we're building it 
literally from scratch. So it's it's a lot tougher. We have a um, uphill battle. But what it's going to look like to me is I'm just hoping that it's it's going to be its own thing. That it's not going to seem like anything else. Just like you said, Alex, that's the one thing for me is I don't want to copy what Cholos is doing, you know, with La Masacre. And I don't want to ha- copy what uh, 3252 is doing. I don't want to copy what anybody else is doing, what the Timbers are doing, which is always thrown around in supporter culture. The, oh, the Timbers, the Timbers. I don't want to be like that. I want to take the best of that and just make it our own and make it San Diego. Uh, and San Diego is so unique that I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to do some pretty cool, cool stuff. What are, what, yeah. are some of your, what are some of your favorite things about SD? I mean, I don't know how much time Josh or Slim has spent down there. I haven't spent a ton of time there. Uh, but yeah, like just give us, give, us, give us what's great about San Diego. And so we can all look forward to this trip when we come down there, not just for the game, but like the things that you love about that city. Oh, dude, I mean, the weather, the food, uh, the people here are always super welcoming. And, you know, literally anywhere that you go in town, uh, you're going to find a cool spot to just chill. And it's it's one of those places where we forget because we live here that a lot of people come here for vacation. So to us, like it's this is San Diego, but to a lot of people, this is a getaway. And we, I get it. I see it and I understand it because it's it's such a chill city. Like no one's ever really, you know, like running around too fast to enjoy, you know, the weather. Like we're always like damn we're spoiled we pay for it don't get me wrong but you know you get you get what you pay for here uh the the beach is is beautiful you always want to go to the beach here um but i think my favorite thing here and that a lot of people don't realize is the diversity there's a place called city heights in here in san diego that you can be in one corner uh you know in the middle of the day and you'll hear 10 different languages being spoken in one corner you know, it's just that kind of a city and and City Heights is not the prettiest part of San Diego. But to me, it's the most beautiful because it's so culturally diverse. You can learn something new from somebody in a different culture every single day. It's just it's it's nuts. Uh, and there's other places, you know, similar to that. Um, the food here is amazing. And everybody will always argue that, of course, you know, like, oh, I, where I come from, the food is the best. But uh, if you ever have a California burrito or carne asada fries, you want to do it in San Diego. We're so close to Tijuana, you might as well be eating, you know, actual Mexican food in Mexico. I mean, we're we're right there. It's as close as you're going to get without crossing to Tijuana for sure. Um, so in that way, I feel hella spoil, spoiled. Also, I have to, have to mention that our water quality here is so bad that it's fantastic for making beer. So we have high, high quality beer. <laughs> We have the best craft beer industry or part of a uh, city. I think at one point it was the craft beer capital. I'm not sure if still considered that, but we have it. hella good beer here. Super good. Yeah, man. With all those um, characteristics and all those tendencies that San Diego brings of the beautiful things in San Diego, what's, uh, what's been your favorite new tradition you guys have created as part of um, San Diego loyal and local, man? Dude, we don't have any yet. So this is the cool part is we're still, again, going back to it, we're we're building. Uh, So, you know, what's funny is the first game ever was a friendly, like first official game that we could all go to was a friendly. 
And then the first official actual match was on in March. We had one game. It was against uh, Vegas Lights, and we tied 1-1. And if you go back and look at all the footage uh, that the club or we have posted that looks like supporters going crazy, going nuts, it's all of it is from that one night. <laughs> that was the only game we were able to wow. make it out to. After that, you guys know shit hit the fan. Everything shut down. I think we played in Tacoma. And then they ended up just, you know, shutting down. And then we didn't play for a long ass time. We never made it back out to a stadium uh, to watch an actual match. It was that one time for an official match was against Las Vegas Lights. And so we never really got to see or create any sort of traditions. Uh, that's I'm very much still looking forward to that, man. Yeah, man. Can you have a come on? You're the comm director, man. Can you tease us out a little bit of the ideas that you guys were kind of percolating and you were thinking about uh, introducing in games uh, two, three, and four? Um, kinda. I mean, it's nothing out of the ordinary, to be honest, Josh. I think it's mainly what all supporters do, right? Is we're worried about uh, how are we going to sneak smoke in? That was one because we couldn't do that. <laughs> How are we? Uh, how are we going to uh, get a, a tifo painted in in the right amount of time? That was the other thing. Yeah. We had one tifo that we had to recycle throughout the rest of the season. We just left it on the stands for the rest of the season. Uh, we couldn't do anything else. Um, so we had big aspirations as to what that was going to look like. I can't say I can't say one thing though. Uh, we did have the idea, and this is something that I've always pushed here is to have a uh, dedicated tailgate area of some sort. Uh, and unfortunately, because of where we play, which is Torero Stadium, it's part of uh, a university, it's part of uh, USD. So it was not going to happen. They don't allow alcohol. They don't allow you to bring anything to have your own tailgate. We don't have, you know, Christmas tree lane. And that's kind of what I wanted because that is right there. Yeah. what you want to have to create the culture. That's what you want to create those traditions. That's what you want to build something. That's what you need, I should say. Um, and I mean, I may have called a couple of hot dog stands or two, but that never worked out. I mean, it just it is what it is, but we don't have a place to say, hey, you know, we're, we can have a proper tailgate. That never happened. Um, so we were looking still at, at trying to make that happen. It, it's tough, man. We we definitely haven't been given the easiest of times with things that we know are needed for us to grow our numbers uh, within the supporters. Um, but we're doing what we can with what we have. And I think that's, that's what uh, any supporter group does is you do what you can with what you have and what you're handed. Yeah, man. I mean, we had the, we had, a, we had the privilege of having big bro Alfonso Bowie out here from uh, Oakland roots. And so we had kind of talked about um, USL a bit more through, through his lens over there, but what are, I mean, we're we always talking about the ridiculousness of MLS sometimes, Tam, Gam, all that stuff, player strike mm -hmm. seemingly happen every every uh, 14, 15 months. Like from what you've seen about the league so far, like what is the kind of unique challenges to USL and to to how you guys have, have run things so far? Oh, there's there's so many. There's so many differences. Um, there's a lot of positives, but there's a, a much bigger amount of negatives. Um, and a large part of it has to do with consistency of players within the teams um, and, and the quality of players that a team in USL can keep, right? To give you a perfect example, we had uh, 
one of the best goalkeepers, if not the best goalkeeper. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He was the best goalkeeper last season in uh, John Kempen uh, here in San Diego. He was on loan from Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew went on to win the cup. He was then traded and is going to be playing the 2021 season with DC United. And so he's not going to be with us, right? Uh, We had Miguel Berry for a while, also uh, with Columbus Crew. He was taken uh, in the draft that year, loaned out to us. We had uh, uh, Rubio Rubin, who was playing with Cholos for a while. He was a U.S. men's national team player for a bit, dropped off the face a little bit, and came here in seven games, scored five goals, and is now going to be playing for Real Salt Lake next season. And I have to mention, of course, we had an LAFC player. Can you guys tell me who that was? Oh, putting you on the spot. Sam, take a, take a guess. Wait. Is it, oh, shit. Actually, I don't know. Caleb Malice. What? Callum, Callum Malice. He's Caleb Malice. He was there like first season. No, this guy is still LAFC, by the way. Oh, shit. Okay. Tristan Tristan Blackman? It starts with the G. Last name starts with the G. Poncho? Guido. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guido. Alejandro Guido. Guido. Yeah. So he, yeah, you guys, and you guys, because he's never really played for LAFC because he was hurt. Yeah. Right. Well, he's, he still, he's still on the roster, huh? He's wow. still on the roster, I believe. He's wow. definitely not coming back. But here's the thing. That guy came into this squad and just completely destroyed the USL. I mean, like by the end of the season, and you guys can go back and watch some of the games, this dude was, I mean, he was just destroying fools. And he scored a few goals, if not mistaken, like two or three. Um, and he played just the last few games of the season with us. Uh you know, so again, it goes to the quality. Like all of these players are gone now. We lost half the team. We kept, I think, maybe like do ten players from last season, and that is good for a USL team to keep that many players. So that's one of the biggest things that USL is struggling with is the 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 kind of you know uh, this like rotating door of players that happens within USL. It's just it is what it is. USL just they the players stay around for one season and then they're gone. So how can you build a consistent club? There's a reason why, you know, LAFC is doing as good and is as good. It's because it has somebody like Bob Bradley that has been there from the beginning and knows what the club needs. And so the players that leave, they leave for a reason. The players that stay, they stay for a reason. In USL, sometimes it's because they, not because they don't want them to stay, it's because they are taken somewhere and they're given a bigger platform to perform. So Mm. that's a good thing, but on the USL's, you know, fan perspective, it's also really tough that you can't really keep anybody, uh, anybody that's good, I should say. So, yeah, I, I would say that's the biggest thing. On the supporter side, it's just, a, it's a totally different animal, man. We don't have the type of support from a club, uh, you know, and luckily at San Diego Loyal, we do, but the majority of the supporter groups in USL are not as supported or as backed, uh, you know, uh, as, as MLS teams are. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it, it depends on the club too. I mean, I know places like Ford Madison, um, they, they definitely uh, do a lot with the supporters there and whatnot. So, yeah, I think it kind of depends on the club, the resources, and the capabilities. Like you said, like you know, you can't have a tailgate area. There's kind of nothing to do you can do about that. So, 
yeah yeah man definitely new challenges it's but it's always fun starting something up like this huh oh 100 dude i love it uh, again to me though it's 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 more about just the the relationships that you build right and the uh, the friends that you make along the way it's just such a fun thing to be able to meet new people and say hey i'm jerry nice to meet you let's have some beers and then just get to know people uh you know one by one i think that was the beginning of this right street by street block by block and they they literally took it that way it was one by one and i think that's why it is as good as it is and that's the way that i see it down here too is you have to do it that way you have to go take the streets and and talk to people and bring them in and, and be open-minded and allow those different mentalities to come in and, and make it what it needs to be. Street by street, block by block, beer by beer. Jerry's just killing it. If you guys didn't catch him, just school us a second ago about our own team roster. I used to call myself a reporter guys. What happened to that guy? We got Jerry down here. He still knows more about LAFC than you. And he's concentrating on another team right now. So well, here's the thing. Yeah. Keep, listen to all the back episodes. Study up. Study. Up. <laughs> I was gonna say you threw a curveball at me. I had to throw one right back at you. So what happened? <laughs> and on that note, we'll take our second break and be back with some tea time with Tweez. Tea We are back with the Podfather, back with the Podfather, back with the Podfather. Jerry is here. Back with the Podfather, back with the Podfather, back with the Podfather. Jerry is here. That's where my soundboard comes in and I'd hit it. Um, Man, I've got my tea over here. I'm drinking some show pour, some aged good, just so good when it's cold out. Just got got my bricks over here. They probably look a lot to people like drugs, but if you listen to the Keaton episode, you'll know. Dewey's only wishes he could be involved in drug culture, but the brain can't handle it. So it's just tea for me, guys. Just tea for me. Uh, man, Jerry's here. We could talk about a zillion things. We wanted to have Jerry on forever. I, I know I've said that before about other guests, but like literally we've wanted to have Jerry on forever, like since before we had a pod because he laid the foundation and um, I reached out to him super early to help us get get our start going and talk about ways we could do things together and yeah it's wild man uh you know i think i'd be remiss if i don't talk a little bit about the insane weekend i had and just why <laughs> if you want to do things you should just do them now even though we're in a quarantine situation if there's something burning in your heart people you want to see people you want to talk to you should do it now i got to give a shout out to the to the boy good friend of the pod benny blanco uh, if you guys have been following FCFC's journey, he did the art in the very beginning, the animation um, of the North End with a lot of people uh, who reposted that and really loved it. But Benny Blanco, LA representative Benny Blanco on Instagram, he uh, he was in a really, really difficult car accident over the weekend. And um, he's okay. He's in the hospital. He's got some broken bones. But yeah, he's he had, he had left my house. We were hanging out in the backyard and yeah, it's impossible. It's, it's on the mind, but you know, we hadn't hung out for a couple of months just because we were trying to be safe, trying to do the right thing for quarantine. And, um, I was just so happy to have, to have seen him and, you know, with Jerry coming on the pod tonight, it's, 
for me, it's a kind of a similar thing. It's like, we talked about doing this for so long, we could have done it for so long. And then, you know, something happens and someone finally says something or you make the move and you, and you record, or you, in Jerry's case, when he first started, or in our case, when we first started, it's just, I think I, this is more of a question or an open topic for us to discuss during tea time. But I just feel like if there's something you want to do in life, uh, just do it like right now just stop whatever you're doing. If you have a burning desire to do something, if there's someone you want to hit up because COVID or no COVID, this shit is fragile and we have very little control over what happens to us. And uh, yeah, do, do those things and drink your teas and call your homies, hang yeah. out with them, hang out with them socially distance, start your supporters groups for SD loyal. If that's, if that's your dream or join one or make your art, if you're trying to make art, I don't know yeah. guys. Save me from myself over here. No, no, I, I want I want to add to that uh, because it's it's super true and kind of to tell a story that's related to that. Um, recently, uh, right at the beginning of the year, actually, I can tell you, December twenty second, I was working uh, full time. Um, I'm a plumber. I have been for seventeen years. I've been in the trade uh, for quite a long time, and I was doing uh, a job. And I didn't know that, that was going to be my last day. Since then, I haven't worked a single day uh, because that day I was told by my wife that my her, her grandparents got COVID, then her mom and dad got COVID. So that day I found out that her uh, dad had tested positive and that they, we needed to all go get tested. Um, so I went to get tested on the 23rd of December, um, tested, I got my results on the 25th, uh, came back positive. We all ended up being uh, COVID positive, so I never got to go back to work. I was laid off um, at that point, and well, actually not right at that point, but a little bit later, um, because Nydia's, uh, my wife's dad, was put into the hospital. Um, he was on a respirator, and he was breathing like 20% for himself, and 80% was a machine. Um, he got, ha ended up having to uh, go to ICU. Um, it was looking really, really bad for a long time. Um, just two days ago, he was released from the hospital. But for this entire time, you know, yeah, good news. But it yeah, was still amazing, tough, man. It's man. it's still rough. He still has a big old hole in his throat, um, oh, you know, and you just don't know how it's going to affect you. So you just have to be very, very careful. Um, uh, that's just for everybody out there. Please still be safe. Please be smart, especially in L.A. right now. Right. It's not the best of times to be out partying and being unsafe. Uh, if you're going to go out, be safe um, and do the things that you want to do now. Don't wait, uh, you know, to kind of bring it back to my story and with LAFC and then moving on to San Diego Loyal. I don't feel like it was moving on. And a lot of people, I think that was something that was really, really tough for me because I know supporter culture and I know the mentality. And a lot of people probably talk shit about me and that's OK because I understand it. It was really tough for people to say, well, he's just leaving LAFC. You left us. And it wasn't like that at all. It just felt like at the time it was something that I needed to do. And very much like Alex just said, like it would just felt right. And it felt like if I didn't do it then, I was never going to do it. And I was going to lose an opportunity um, to do something that felt right. And it, it just, please, if you're listening to this, not to get sad and shit, but seriously, do what you feel you need to be doing. And don't hesitate, like just fucking take that leap of faith and do it because you just never know what comes tomorrow. Tomorrow, you may not even be here. And that's just the sad fucking reality of it. Uh, and 
you know, we went through that for a while and we're still going through it now. Um, so just hugs, man, to everybody that's being affected and just prayers and thoughts for Benny. Um, the dude's a, a true G and, and I'm just, that sucks, man. That, uh, you know, there's, he's not the only one that's going through tough times right now. There's a lot of that shit going around, which is just fucking terrible. It's not just COVID. It's, it's, it's a lot of other things that are piling up on each other. Um, so yeah, man. I know it's it's like a crazy topic to talk about, Alex. But no, it, I, it's tea time. Sure. Boys. We we bring it up. We bring it up. I think. Oh I think, yeah. I think the theme here that I'm hearing is just like I, you know you got to trust yourself, right? Like if you're feeling an inkling, um, some type of way. Again, like whether it's just reaching out to somebody that you haven't talked to for a while, or starting a thing, or taking a chance. Um, I know that a lot of these lessons must have been repeated so many times this year with so many people, you know, suffering in so many different ways. But yeah, like, you know, with whatever comes as COVID changes and our new phase, like life is still going to remain this like very precocious, precocious, precocious thing. And you got to just like, you know, get out there and, and do your thing. And I just wanted to express that. And um, I know that like, yeah, so many, so many people in the community, we, I think we all have stories. We all have people we know have been affected in so many different ways by the virus and by you know the the crazy roller coaster that is life so i think i've been moved by jerry i've been moved by so many people in the pod fam i mean when the covid first happened jerry was the one that was like pod fam assemble and we all jumped on that pod and we obviously did a follow-up to that and you know since then we've been able to do a couple episodes with some of the other podcast guys and just off air we were all talking about you know how it's cool that there's all these different lanes now and and how you know heart of lafc really helped pave the way for a lot of that and all the ex creative, cool, expressive things that come out of the LAFC community. It really is a place where you can trust yourself and put your thing out there, whether it's a cycling club, a vinyl club, a film club, a uh, tea club. What's up y'all. And um, I don't know. That's it. That's it. I don't know. Spice, you got anything to add to this? Come on. We're, we're on some positivity train over here. I know Spice has got a sermon for the people. I'm ready. You guys ready? You guys ready for my sermon on the mail? <laughs> sermon on the pod? Run it. You know what? I'm going to reference uh, one of my own Instagram captions because I thought it was brilliant. And that's that's how I feel about it, so don't judge me. <laughs> I was uh, at the end of season two or season three, whenever we didn't win the MLS Cup, the leadership of TSG always has to think of like uh, like a really nice way to round out the year, you know, stay positive, but also like, you know, say that, hey, this is not the end goal. Like, we of course, we're disappointed, but, you know, shoulder to shoulder for every kind of thing. And one thing that I've been trying to trying to abide by is um, I just had this idea where it's like, if you love deeply enough, you live a thousand times. Right. And it's, I have been so proud to be part of large organizations my entire life. Um, that's been kind of my lifeblood from all the way from like middle school on, like just being plugged into like a 200 person unit at least. Right. Like just, and everyone I care about, everyone I empathize with and um, COVID has kind of robbed some of the beauty of that. And in a lot of ways, because like, you just feel every loss so hard, right? Like, and to the point where I just want to numb myself and, and dull my senses. Um, so I don't have to feel so bad for, cause I can't cope with everything. And I think that's, that's also like, you got to get through it however you got to get through it. Right. But um, I think what you guys have touched on the uh, Jerry and Dwee's both right now is just like, I think life is really meant to be lived sharply and meant to be lived passionately. And um, it's okay to love deeply like that. You know, it's, that's how I think life is enjoyed the most. And um, again, with proper precaution at stake, social distance that's, you know, in, in mind, but um, 
I'm with you guys, man. I'm, I'm tired of feeling sorry for myself and feeling numb. And I, I, I want to feel the fact that um, we were doing something special here. We're actively creating it. And I want to enjoy that in as many different ways as I can. I'm going to go and get a, a fucking ice cream sundae after this. I decided. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You trust yourself on the ice cream flavors, bro. <laughs> Blim, tell us, tell us how you feel, bro. What's the sharing time? Um, yeah, man. I just think, you know, we've always said it anytime we, someone's lost or on birthdays, like, you know, like time is precious and, you know, like seize the day and do the most with your life. And, um, you know, it's the, it's probably the first time in history that like a year has been taken away from us. You know what I mean? Um, so just more so than ever, man, it's just the, the time is precious. Like you're, you're a, a blip on you know the story of of the world so you know do the do the most with it that you can like love love your family love your friends um find something to be passionate about uh and shit man like it's it's this doesn't seem like it's gonna ease up anytime soon so just just do what you can be safe and and you know start getting creative with how you're gonna seize your day because shit like the, the virus is creative too it's morphing and shit <laughs> <laughs> true that it is i would i would say you know switch around the the mentality of a year was taken away from you to you know the year went by so fast but i was able to learn from it and now i can see how fast time just flies by i think the last time that we did the the podcast together the super pod was in march right mm -hmm. um March 13th was when it was released, actually, if you want to go and check it out. But um, this, I mean, we're coming up now on the year since that happened. How crazy is that? It feels like it wasn't that long ago. And, you know, it does feel sometimes like we lost a year. But rather than looking at it that way, I would recommend that, you know, your listeners look at it as an opportunity to, to say, shit, time does fly by. It's not going to stop for fucking anybody and just do what you need to do. Let's handle it and and stop feeling sorry for yourselves and just go out there and do something with the time that you do have. That's the most precious thing. People are always trying to get money. It ain't about that. Yo, enjoy your time as much as you possibly can with the people that you love. Um, and I and I just fucking love you guys, man. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, the last time that we did that pod, man, it just it felt like, yes, dude, this is it. And the whole pod fam idea, I'm still blown away by how many pods, uh, you know, have have come from from this community and we'll probably continue to come on. And I hope so. And I encourage you, if you want to start a podcast to do that, whether it's um, for LAFC or it's for something else that you love, whether it's tea or cooking, you know, or whatever the hell it is that you love to do, just do it. Um, because you will, I don't want you to be in your deadbed going, man, I should have fucking made that podcast. <laughs> like, that's why I do what I do is I don't want to be in my deadbed thinking, fucking, if only, you know, if I could have, would have, should have, um, and this year, like, that's what I'm taking from it. Because you're right, Slim. It does feel like a whole year was taken from me. But if you change that and think about it as shit, like, I need to get, you know, I need to get on it and, and do. Yeah, and, and I'll correct myself. Like, it's 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 a year of, of like, you marinating on whatever it is you wanted to do. Because, you know, if yeah. if you were forward thinking during that year, then you're thinking of, damn, like, what can I be doing? So we've had a year to, to prep for it. And, you know, like, 
everyone's celebrating 2020 being over. Like, let's be honest, 2021 is just as weird right now. So, you know, it, it there, there's no switch up on what, what the circumstances. It's what you're going to do with the circumstance, right? I know my ass is going to be at Torero Stadium uh, when SD Loyal comes back into effect and uh, checking out the USL game down there. I still want to go to a Cholos game too. Jerry's got like fucking ideas over here. I'm trying to go chill in City Heights. I'm trying to find out those California burritos. I'm trying to get a whole new San Diego on. You know what I realized as well? Just low key because I know half of our listeners have like probably played in the bank at some point because seemingly everyone I know has gotten to play in that stadium besides me. I did play in Torero Stadium once in college. So I've I've been there. I've been I've been playing. I looked at the pictures. I was like, oh shit! I've actually played there when I played USD nice. in college. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I I'm, I'm gonna be back in that stadium. That's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, if anyone, if nothing else, if anyone else has anything to add, I think we should move on to recommendations because we've already gassed up the audience. I know some some people are probably like, oh, these guys again. Uh, <laughs> let's hear some recommendations, y'all. I know you've had some, you've had a whole hour and a half to think about them. I remembered to tell everyone in advance this time. I got one. I'm going to start this time. So I just turned 30. It was a big deal for me. Birthdays are actually a really big deal for me. I, I choose to celebrate them hard and live the rest of the year selflessly and beautifully like, uh, like, like, uh, like the good Lord did. But uh, I fucking love my birthday and it was a great birthday. So recommend beer garden, ask for dong, spit in his face after you see him, but then he's going to serve you a great, um, great amount of food. Second recommendation I'm going to do is Sugar Daddy K-Town provided my birthday cake, a custom birthday cake. Ryan Quintero and his uh, wife Jasmine is, um, they make the best cake in K-Town, man. Maybe the best cake in all of Los Angeles because he literally asked me what my favorite flavors was and I was like, Oreo, matcha, strawberry. And he's like, okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, enough said and he made me a matcha oreo strawberry cheesecake man and it was fucking delicious so i could recommend sugar daddy k-town order a cake shout out sugar daddy shout out dong shout out beer garden slim you got recommendations um my recommendation is a little different uh just this past month it's been a weird time for elderly asians being uh attacked randomly uh especially like in in the bay area um and from you know like that's it's just heartbreaking to see like you know who the fuck just randomly attacks old people because they're just cowardly pieces of shit um but just you know my recommendation is check in on on your grandparents check in on you know your parents and just see how they are tell them to be safe tell them you love them that's that's it Great recommendation. Jerry, do you have a recommendation for the people? Oh, man. Uh, no, I hadn't really thought about that too much. So that's a really tough one. Um, I kind of want to take it in like a different direction, though. Let's do that. So please, uh, if you could, and uh, hold on, let me look this up really quick. Uh, I'm going to recommend a, a film to everybody uh, to go and check it out. Uh there's so he's looking film. up Pornhub right now. No, I'm deleting that actually. To look <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, what is the name of this? But it's basically uh, the history of how the Philadelphia Union came to be. 
Sons of Ben. Sons of Ben. Go and look up that film real quick. Um, I'm not sure where you can watch it. I think you can buy it maybe on like iTunes. If you have it, it used it to be, be on Netflix. On, yeah, it might be on Netflix. That's what I was going to say. I know it used to be. I don't know if it still is. But yeah, it definitely if, used to be on Netflix. If you haven't seen that movie, do yourselves a favor as fans of the sport and go and check that out because it's really cool to see how a group of crazy motherfuckers that literally had no team were able to just out of nothing, you know, have a team now. Like, it's just ridiculous. And didn't they just win an MLS Cup? They won, uh, the, they won the Shield. shield. Yeah, the Shield. Their, their first trophy. There we yep. go. So, I mean, it just goes to show how important it is that you involve yourself, that you invest time in something you believe in, and you can make shit happen. And I think that was one of the – when I saw that film, I was already, you know, knees deep into supported culture. But even then – I can tell you that it motivated me so much. I wanted to get up and just start, you know, screaming at people like, give us what we want. <laughs> as supporters. Uh, It is just such a, a, a cool film and it's such a cool story. And is it, it on YouTube? It, it might be. I'm not even sure where it's on. Yeah, it so, I, I know I watched it on Netflix. I don't know where it is now. You probably could find it on like Amazon Prime and buy it or something. Gotcha. So that's my recommendation. There you go. Great, great recommendation. Sons of Ben, Philadelphia Union. They took the shield. They're an interesting tale. And um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's a great choice. My recommendation is going to be 20th Century Boys, Naoki Urasawa, a manga master. I've never read a full manga series before. I've read a lot of graphic novels. Back in the day, I read a little comics, but this was my first full-blown series and i'm getting the final book next month and the cool thing about his books is that like he forbids them to be digitized so they're only in print and um you they're these huge thick volumes and they take up all this space on your shelf and uh i'm recommending them because i'm also going to give them to my cousin ben for for his uh during his long recovery process so he's got a fat stack of of interesting manga but it's actually a story that is reminiscent of the times we live in uh, but it does so like, you know, one of those things right now is like, nobody wants to watch a movie about a pandemic, right? Because we're in a pandemic. It's just like something you're tired of seeing, but this one it has a kind of interesting play and twist on that theme. And I just highly recommend the series in general, beautiful, beautiful art, 20th century boys, Naoki Urasawa. If you love comics or you love anime or you love, uh, graphic novels or anything visual and story related, um, check it out. Cause it's amazing. And we really think- got to write these down. We're going to make this a social post. I, we, there's been so many good recommendations for the last four weeks or so, but okay, yeah, we're, we'll, we're, we're, we're getting on our shit. We're going to get FCFC recommends recommends from the pod onto the socials near you. And speaking of socials, Jerry, I think we'd be remiss if we don't try to direct the people who have always listened to heart of LAFC and always followed you to all the shit you're doing on SD local. So do you want to, I mean, loyal, do you want to, shout out what those socials are sure you can follow me and my personal stuff uh at chido jerry c-h-i-d-o uh jerry j-e-r-y um you can follow uh the locals sg is at the locals sg also on social media and like i said i'm the communications director so if you send messages to that i usually am the one that will see them um because i'm on all of those platforms right now 
Um, so yeah, if you want to find out more, um, and then just real quick to add to the recommendations, when we can all get back to it and there isn't a LAFC match, you find yourself in San Diego, hit me up. Let's hang out. I'm happy to share some beers uh, with all of you. I need to put that. I need to put that sound on my board, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming, Jerry. Thank you so much. Just be like us and do it with your mouth. <laughs> we love you, Jerry. Love Hell you, bro. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. This has been another episode of the FCFC pod. Thank you for rocking with us. And we hope y'all stay safe and love your loved ones. Okay, bye. FCFC. FC, FC. FCFC. FC, FC. FC, FC. FC, FC. FC, FC.